And welcome back to another episode of the BSP Podcast. It's another Trillion 10 edition. Today on this episode, we are going to talk about how Daryl Morey has given an update on the status of the Ben Simmons trade, how Joel Hans Embiid, the MVP, has changed his impact and the mind of what he might do this upcoming trade deadline. And then Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni had a press conference the other day. We're going to talk about it, how Howie Roseman selling real high on Jalen Hurts right now because he's going to trade him in a, in a couple months. All coming up next on the BSP Podcast Trillion 10. Here we go. You wonder what happened in sports today. Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today. Cracking some jokes, the podcast wave. Goals on goals. Where homers on homers. Tutties on tutties. Got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into Petrilli. And welcome back. I am Brendan Petrilli, and this is the another episode of the Trilli and Ten on the BSP podcast. Now, today, let's start it off with a little bit of Sixers action before we dive into those Philadelphia Eagles to round out the podcast. But the big thing is because Joel Embiid continues to ball out every day and every night. This man is getting thirty points a game. When the last game, he drops 50 points in 27 minutes. Absolutely insane. First person to do that since Clay Thompson back in 2017. The guy has been absolutely balling out. He barely got cut short because of Doc Rivers, by the way. Not a big Doc fan if you're new to the podcast here. But because of Doc Rivers, he was cut short of that 10-game, or sorry, 9-game, 30-point streak. And he just continues to keep adding on to this tally now. Where he just comes in and balls out night in and night out. Now, in the NBA, we have the NBA trade deadline coming up. Daryl Morey and Elton Brand, I guess if you want to throw Elton into the mix. But we all know Daryl is the one riding the ship at this point. He comes out and talks the other day about what's going to happen for the trade deadline. He comes out and says, I think if we're talking about any sort of trade, the odds are that probably, like any year, you have a chance. Last year we made a trade at the deadline. It didn't quite work out, but generally, historically, I personally have a good track record of bringing folks in at the trade deadline. Daryl Morey knows he is a man of moves. He knows who he is. He knows what he's done. He knows what he likes to do, and I like that. He knows he is an aggressive guy. He knows he can bring in James Harden to the Houston Rockets. He knows he can make these other moves, trade them away, move guys here, move guys there. He's not guy. He's not a guy that sits on his hands and just let things play out. We saw it last year where he goes to follow up, but I think in the initial reaction that the means that uh, we should just do the best thing that's possible in February, I think that leads to 
you to be in a bad place. It's precisely just because Joel is playing amazing that this deal has to be the one that addresses our needs, addresses our defense, which isn't a playoff team that is good enough at this point. So, he hits both sides of the coin there. He hears the fans. You know Daryl hears the fans. He's, he's very interactive with everybody. But at the same time, he wants to have that deal. He wants to get that superstar. Because he knows if he can get somebody that actually cares about this city, that is actually able to grind, put in the work, and mesh with the team that they have right now. That they can win a championship. And he's just not going to give away a top prospect. Which Ben Simmons is at this point. A prospect. He's not a star. He's a prospect. Because you don't know when he's going to be on the court again. He's not going to give up a top prospect for nothing. And it stinks because Joel Embiid is putting up numbers each night in and night out. And you just want to see this team get. They're close. They're, it's like a three-game gap from fifth place to number one in the Eastern Conference right now. You want to see the Sixers go on a run and get that top spot and hold it. But when it comes down to it, you got to look and be like, who is that guy that can get them over the top? Who's that guy that's going to be here for the next three years with Joel? Because that's realistically what we're looking at. When in this three- to five-year window that we have where Joel is locked in, surround him with the key pieces. You need shooters. You need a guy that can play ISO opposite of Joel. And that's what Daryl Morey has been taking his time and looking at. Now, I 100% agree, it's very frustrating. Very frustrating. We have all have sat through the process. I was the biggest process guy ever. My dad hates that I was that. We, we get in arguments all the time about it. He'll probably text me tomorrow saying that he hates the process and fuck Sam Hinkie. But it's time. You got the guy that you waited for. You got Joel Embiid. This guy deserves all the praise that he is getting. And we should love him and we should surround him right now with the guys that he needs to win. You have a couple guys. You got Maxi. You got Thibel. Harris, I think, can be a good he could be he can be solid as a three or four. <laughs> You know, and that's sad because the the money is getting paid. That's why you got to laugh at it. But you need to get that other guy that can that that guard that can be the closer. You thought that was going to be Ben Simmons. Sadly, it's not him. It's just not. And it's time to move on. I want to stick it to Ben so bad because I fought for him year in and year out, saying, "Oh, he can get better. All he's got to do is this. He'll get there. He'll get there. He can do this. He can do that." Just give him a shot. Draw stuff up for him. You drew stuff up for him, and he just passes it away. Literally passes it away. 
and then deflects blame to other people. And now he wants out? Get out of here, bro. I'm done, and I'm tired of it. So we'll see how that ends up moving forward. I might have an NBA insider coming in for a show closer towards the NBA deadline. But with the last couple minutes here, let's break down the press conference that Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni had the other day. Honestly, all I heard was a lot of, yeah, Jalen's our guy. He's our guy. Yeah, sure. But the 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 reporters had to scrape it out of them. They had to dig. How he would go, Jalen's done this, he's done that, he's developed here. And then he would just stop talking. And then Ruben Frank, literally, first question of the press conference, he goes, so is that a yes? How he goes, yeah. I'm surprised he gave you that. So you read into it a couple different ways after listening to the press conference. They're all in on Jalen Hurts for next year, which I think they are. Or what I was listening to a, a couple people on the radio, sports talk radio, they're just trying to talk Jalen up because that's all you can do at this point. Because if you were going to make a move for Wilson or Rodgers, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, you don't want to be caught on camera saying, you know, we're not sold on this guy. Because you want to use him as an asset moving forward. Now, when it comes down to that, you're looking at your other options here. I think Howie has his options open 100%. And I think he's he's hiding some stuff. Because he they even asked him during the press conference, about Carson Wentz, how they asked him last year, oh, what's Carson's status moving forward? And he goes, I wouldn't have fingers if Carson Wentz wasn't here. Like, you know, like, I wouldn't have hands. It's it's like living without hands if Carson wasn't here. It's all lip service. It's all keeping your options open, seeing what's best available, and that's what he should do. As much as I hate it, the NFL is a business, and we all know it, and he should keep his options open. Now, does Jalen Hurts deserve another year? I I think so. I've been very out on Jalen Hurts the past couple days since I've last recorded this podcast. If anybody out there, I'm a couple of family and friends I've been talking to. Does he deserve it next year? I've been fading a lot, but he deserves another chance to keep growing because you can't just keep jumping from guy to guy, especially when you don't know if the next one's going to be the right one. A little bit of a lame answer, not going to lie. But having three different head coaches in the last six years, having four different quarterbacks in the last six years, you need a guy to stabilize, at least moving forward, especially with the assets that the Eagles have right now. You got the three first-round picks. You have options with that. You have a lot of young talent on this team. You do. Besides Hurts, you you got you got the, uh, 
Devontae. Devontae Smith, Goddard. You got Landon Dickinson. You got Jordan Mailata on the offense. They, they were hyping up Quez Watkins to, uh, during that press conference, saying he's the number two guy. Number two? I like Quez. Not the number two. He is a number two when it came to this year. <laughs> I mean, but you got to get a Godwin, a Metcalf, or draft somebody. They tried saying Jalen Rager was the number three guy. They ha- He has so much talent. They're just covering their face at that point. It's time to move on. And then on the defensive side, you got Slay. You got Avante Maddox. You got Javon Hargrave. Fletcher Cox, who knows? They said they're excited for Brandon Graham to come back next year, but he's older. Josh Sweat, good player. I like him as long as he stays healthy. You got options. TJ Edwards, fine. Singletary, fine. But you got these three first-round picks now where you can draft all three. You're in the mid-first round. Get best available and move from there. And then see where you're at. Let those rookies develop with the young Jalen Hurts. The second year now, Devontae Smith, who they said is their number one wide receiver, maybe assign a guy at wide receiver also to help him out a little bit. That'd be nice. But the biggest thing moving into this offseason, if you didn't go back and listen to the last podcast, so you got options. And that is the biggest thing that's going to make it so much fun. You can trade for a Russell Wilson, an Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. You can trade up in the draft. Maybe you sit and and Kenny Pickett falls to you. Do you pick him then at 15, 16, or 19? Do you trade one of those picks out of the first round, get one next year, and then draft a QB next year? Do you go out and sign a bunch of guys this year? It doesn't sound like it. For when they asked Howie, he said that this is going to be another rebuilding, a retooling, as he said, year for the Eagles. A lot of options as we move forward. Something that the Philadelphia 76ers don't have. So we have two opposite sides of the landscape right now, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I want to thank everybody out there for listening to another episode of the BSP Podcast and the Trillion 10. Tune in next week. We'll see what goes on in these NFL playoffs. The Sixers, honestly, maybe check me out. I might be going to a game or two this upcoming week. Tickets are cheap. Who knows why? We're not getting too into that. But I, I want to go and watch Joel. Hans Embiid absolutely dominate night in and night out. Make sure you go follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok even. You know, hey, I had a TikTok go a little viral. Thousand views. Not bad for what's going on right now, you know. But make sure you go follow me. I'm going to give out a couple of my picks for this upcoming NFL weekend, who I like, and maybe... Just check out what I'm doing on the weekend. Let me know what you feel like I should be talking about. Give me some topics. Send me articles. I'd love to break it down on every episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And shout out to the 215 and Go Birds.